On today's Females in Basketball podcast, I talk to Melissa Bradley, the president of the Eastern Mavericks Basketball Club in Mount Barker. It's an amazing story, this one. Just very different, getting into the admin side of things, all the responsibilities you have coming up to game day. It's really interesting and just shows that there are different roles in the basketball community and hopefully gets you involved. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Braden Green and I am your host, but more importantly, I'm joined by another great female in basketball. It is Melissa Bradley. Hi. Hi, Braden. Thanks for coming along. It's a real honor to have you. But let's start off where everyone else starts off. Is how did you get into basketball, Melissa? Myself, from the young age. Uh, I lived in the Riverland as a child and so I everyone in my family played basketball. So one night... My older brother was in an under-13 team and they were short and I was a seven-year-old and they just said, oh, you, you need to play. And so I ran out on the court with a bunch of, you know, kids ranging from eight to probably 12. Wow. That was a heck of an experience. I mean, really young in that team as well, I yeah, can imagine. Started started young. <laughs> Do you remember what the, the experience was like, what you were playing and how you went? Oh, I, I just remember that I liked just chasing the ball. So it was it was just get out there and, and have a, have fun, really. And I guess we should also mention your role, which is the president of the Mavericks Basketball Club in Mount Barker. That's right. I've been in this role for a couple of years now. So I guess, how did you get into the the role of admin? It's a very important role and it's a role not taken up by a lot of people. So how did you get into it? Uh, So I guess I started off as a parent. I've got two kids who play for Mavs and um, they've been there, well, I think... I, I probably should remember that how long they've been playing. But, you know, one's in under-18s and one's in under-16. So I guess been there ever since they were under-10s. So started off in really minor roles, you know, being a team manager, helping out at, at um, Premier League back in the day, as it was, Premier League games. And then as the kids get got more and more involved, realised that the club needed people who had, um, you know, a knowledge of basketball but also some sort of um, understanding of business. I run my own business. And so, um, yeah, I thought it was, you know, a, probably good timing to get in there and, and be part of the club and probably give back because my kids have had a lot of benefit from some great coaches over the years. Well, there's so much we can dive into here. I mean, there's the business side, there's the family side and just wanting to give back. Let's start off. I mean, so you ran your own business. So what's your background in that? Oh, so I'm a civil engineer and I run, um, I, I contract to government and I work in water sensitive urban design. So I uh, do training and um, I suppose capacity building around how to ch- how to do, I'm a change agent for, I suppose, better water management. That's incredibly talented to do that. And with the business side of basketball as well, you should be really proud of what uh, you've done. Oh, I'm just very busy. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so let's dive into your kids playing for the Mavs, obviously. Mm-hmm. So can you explain how they got into the Mavs, who they are, what they've done, where they play? And- sure. So they really started off actually playing local basketball in Mount Barker in the hills. And uh, they, had, they went to mini Mavs um, on the weekends just to build up their skills and I guess they, they played for the local club, German Arms, and uh, one of the coaches there said about to my daughter, do you want to play um, East, you know, Mavericks? And we didn't know what – we knew what district was because I played – I shouldn't say this, I played for Sturt when I was young, <laughs> in my teens. But um, – and so we, we said, oh, okay, yeah, let's – you know, we'll, she'll fill in and then it kind of went from there. And 
did they instantly love basketball as well? Is it like, or did it take a little bit? What was their experience like? Our kids have grown up with, um, you know, balls in their hands. My father um, was a basketballer and um, probably, you know, he was he's better with older kids. So when they're little, he'd just stand and throw the ball to them and they'd, they'd play. And um, pretty much I, I credit him to some of their basketball skills. <laughs> so... As the president, what does that role involve? What are you doing, you know, for the club? Okay, so really when we, you know, we, we came in as quite a new committee. When I joined as the president, we had a bit of a change of the guard. The, the, the existing committee had been there for a long time and probably their kids, some of them had long gone from playing, so um, they were ready to hand over. So it was really a chance to um, have a look in where, what the future of the club was because um, we were growing, starting to grow quite rapidly. Um, looking at, you know, going back to our members and surveying them, seeing where, where they want the club to go um, and really focusing on how can we support the coaching cohort because we were, we were growing and, and trying to, um, you know, keeping players and, and families is about um, the quality of the experience and by doing that, by looking after your coaches, um, that's going to be the, the way you're going to keep kids and families in clubs. So it's clear that you needed like a goal and a target, I guess, and a strategy to go into that. How important is that to the Mavericks, you think? Oh, I think it's very important and also the culture. So we really wanted to look at um, who we were as a club, um, what our values were and just make sure that we were um, looking to be that that high level, um, playing it, sort of moving towards that. Um, building people's skills to move from development through to the elite, so at all at all levels, but while the kids are doing it to making sure they're having a positive experience. That's lovely. It's an absolutely great culture to, to have for any club and you should really be proud of that, that you're creating that and looking to improve on that as well. So what does the day-to-day evolve? Are you going to meetings? Are you like talking to the players? How can we improve? What would it be like? Oh, it's, it spans a lot of things because because I've got a child, I've got two kids and juniors, but my daughter also um, does play in the senior program as well. So it's it's really getting your making sure that um, I suppose all the administrative roles are, are are rolling out smoothly. Even things like you know we've rebranded recently, making sure that um, you know everyone's comfortable with that and 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 engaging with people on that, and also um, you know but. Basically, making sure that the NBL one program functions—that's something when coming into the role probably didn't really ex- expect. <laughs> you know, I understood what junior basketball was about, but um, the NBL one sort of adds another whole level um, to the administrative side of the club. It, it must. Do you ever feel pressure in that role? Because the NBL one, of course, is a big league and it has a lot of importance, but it's still. I imagine there is some fun elements, but I can also imagine like, yeah, we want to win. Uh, it's it's more about the, just the business side and making sure that everything is running smoothly <laughs> and, you know, game having been prepared for game night and being prepared for, you know, should we get imports and contracts and things like that. So I guess it, it's just that running that business side of it and really, it's, you know, we do have one uh, – an administrative officer, but the rest of us are volunteers. So you've got pretty much volunteers running a business. How many volunteers would you have in there? Oh, there's a core group that would be like your, your main committee of eight or so, but then there's so many, you know, family, team managers, um, coaches, assistant coaches. I mean, they're all volunteers. And I'm guessing they play a vital role in the club. 
Oh, absolutely. You, you, you couldn't function without all of those people. It's, it's um, you know, we've all got day jobs. So um, just pulling everyone pulls together and makes, makes it happen, particularly on MBL One Night. It's, it's a big club effort. So what's MBL One Night like? Because I'm guessing this is like the, the showcase really of the club. It's, you know, it's now on TV basically with the deals that they've had with KO in the past and everything. Absolutely. So, so we have, for us, we're at the St. Francis Community Sports Centre in Mount Barker and it is um, normally a, and during the day it's a school. So for game day, it's rolling out a massive stand that can take 600-odd people, um, setting up all the signage, making sure all the video AVs ready, um, making sure all the, um, the the food and the canteens ready, um, having um, all the sign-in, uh, particularly with COVID, that, you know, that's put another layer of, um, of I suppose, checks and balances and things like that. And making sure all the, you know, AV stats, everything is ready to go. So um, takes quite a few hours to um, get ourselves set up. I can imagine how hectic that must be as well. So how do you how do you keep each other going in that situation? There's a core group who are pretty amazing and, um, yeah, we rely on them a lot. But I think they're trying to make themselves obsolete by writing procedure manu- manu- manuals at the moment <laughs> so that anyone can do it, which is very smart. <laughs> So how do people get involved with the side of businesses? Is it just simply like saying, hey, I would like to volunteer or what would you say to people who are looking to help out really? Oh, look, I think the, the, the thing about it is that we've become really good friends. Like the people who are on that sort of taking on the administrative role within the club and the committee, um, we spend so much time together. You know, we've got to like each other, which is good. We have to like each other but... Uh, it's certainly been, um, yeah, a real. It's just a sense of community, really. And you know, we had a one our sponsors night. Um, our main sponsor, one of our platinum sponsors, is Bluestone, and we had a community event um, on their in their um, development on their outside basketball court. And just the sense of community, all the people coming together, and then all these sort of random locals who came along, which is that's exactly what it was for, and came in and enjoyed it. And it just made me realise that we need to probably do more of those fun things around the club as well as getting out on the business of playing sport because that's what brings people together as well. So how important are the sponsors? I mean, it might be a daft question, but I mean, of course they're important, but what role do they play in your club and how much do you appreciate their support? Oh, for NBL1 to function, it's it's really critical. Um, uh, I suppose historically over the years as Premier League's grown and become more professional, obviously there's... Um, you know, some of the players are paid, um, they're contracted players and, you know, I think historically um, clubs may have used, um, you know, they'd been funded through junior programs and we, um, our goal is to have the, by the time, you know, within the next few years of having it completely self-sufficient um, and that will involve um, having game day being a big, bigger event um, and also sponsorship. So how do you do that? Because that's a big goal to have and, yeah. you know, I think it's important that you dream big and that you do all these things. So how does – do you have a strategy that you want to pull that off with? So what we're doing is we're just you know, making sure we, we give back to the sponsors and getting their promotion. So we're quite fortunate at St Francis. We've got a massive kind of – I think it's like four by five 
big screen inside the stadium. Oh, yeah. So we can um, we can actually run lots of video footage throughout that. We run we actually run ads for our um, Faster Pastor and Bluestone, who are our um, major sponsors. We actually run their, run their ads in the breaks. So you know, it's we, we're trying to look at all these ways to give them the commercial benefit that they can have, and then running things through our social media. That's amazing. So I guess going back to the Mavericks as a club in general. Why do you love the Mavericks? Uh, I think we're, we're most people at Mavericks are country people. I mean, I, where I live, I'm sort of at the edge of the the boundary between metro and country. But we we're we're playing the district comp, but we're pretty much a bunch of country people. And um, so you've got that real um, the feeling of a country town community, and we do actually have a lot of athletes that come and play for us from um, the southeast Riverland. Um, and other sort of country areas. So I guess we've got a pretty good shared value system um, amongst a lot of our families and it really does show and you can tell everyone's used to pitching in and helping out and it really does make a difference. What's the biggest difference between a metro club and a country club? Do you notice any differences? Is it is other people a bit harder, a bit more resilient, and stuff like that? What I would you say? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I could say there's a definite <laughs> difference. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, our kids. You know, they they probably might be tough. They're used to playing all sorts of sports, um, and I guess that that possibly is the difference that country kids have grown up playing tennis, footy, basketball, netball, and as they get older, they have to start making the choice to. St- you know, are they going to be basketballers or, or one of these other sports? But they are pretty much all rounders. A lot of them. It's a pretty simple question, I guess, but it's an important one. Why should people come down to the Mavericks and get involved, whether that's be supporter, volunteer, or just playing in the junior programs? Why? Why the Mavs? Oh, look, I think in any club, you know, the kids that that sense of belonging, and and also just that that chance to just get out there and grow them, themselves and get confidence in themselves as they develop as a player, but in the in the context of a of a really good strong um, team environment, and I think that's to me that's whether you're playing at district level, local level, um, that's what people I think that's what people want. I think that's why people stay nice. playing basketball. So now that we've talked about the club, the role of administration, how important that is and what your, your day-to-day is, let's talk about being a mother and having your kids playing. Um, what's it like seeing them play through the levels and when they get to higher levels? What's that feeling like? What's going through your head? Yeah, well, yeah, my kids over the years have played in all diff- you know, different levels throughout. As they change age groups, they'll, they'll, they may change divisions and, and certainly – what I what I like to see is just them um, growing in their game and and just stepping to the next level. And I love it when they surprise you, where they come out and do something that you've never seen them do before, um, or the team has some success that they weren't expected to have. And just the I guess the just the joy on their faces, um, they're enjoying their game. Um, that's what that's what does it for me. Do you ever notice the difference between the levels? Like in like when you're watching the like other kids playing different divisions, do you have to tone it down sometimes? It's just like, okay, it's a lot less calm down. When you watch the higher divisions, it's just like this is serious. Do you ever uh, find yourself like I need to take a step back here? No, well, being on my role, I have to be very, very neutral. I probably <laughs> used to be a lot more vocal on the sidelines, but now I'm like, no, President, I have to calm down. <laughs> so yeah, I'm probably you watch me now on the sidelines, to me probably, you know, a few years ago I'm probably a little bit more uh, composed. 
How proud of comes comes with the job. <laughs> it's a it's a very di- diplomatic role that you have to play in those situations. I yep. can imagine. How proud of are you of your daughter being in the senior program these days? Oh, look, she's just early days for her. Like she's really only just uh, had one season in the squad, and you know made the court a couple of times, um, and certainly um, you know depending on where how much she wants to put in, um, she could have big things ahead of her. But at the moment she's just got to um, concentrate on, you know, you know, developing her game and her skills and trying to finish school, I think. <laughs> That's going to be the challenge, doing the two together. Is that – how difficult is that? I imagine that must be really hard for young athletes coming through. It's just... extremely difficult because when you live – and if you're in the, when you're in the country program, the SA country program, as my children are – uh, there's sort of an um, – you play local and there's expectation you play um, regionals, which is Hornets for us, and then you might be in the SA Country program and then you play Mavs. So, um, yeah, my, my daughter's playing or training every day. In, that must be intense on top of the schoolwork. It's, and very, it's very challenging and I think that's that's a big thing of kids moving from into the elite programs. I think at that age group, that year 11, year 12, um, it's very it's a very – challenging time for them how do you make sure she gets the balance right oh i don't know i, I just tell her to go to bed <laughs> doesn't matter get up in the morning and do it uh is it harder watching as a parent or being an administrator oh look i, I yeah i definitely my the way i look at the game has changed particularly around you know i'll be frank around uh, spectator behaviour and things like that. Um, interact how how parents interact with their children, how parents interact with refs. Um, it, it's really you know I look through a different lens, and it's the reputation of the club, and and we're really big on making sure that those those interactions are respectful, and um, because really my kids are actually being refing local, and um, you know. It's tough being a ref out there and I just really think um, sometimes people get caught up in the moment and they that no one means to do anything but they do get caught up and I think it's really important that we respect our officials and show our kids how to behave and be respectful. How do you enforce that and what should the wider basketball community do to help with that? Because it's obviously very important. I can hear it in your voice that mm. it's a big issue that obviously needs to be stamped out. Oh, look, I we're... We're sort of early days for us, but we're probably going to follow, you know, look at some of the models that some of the other clubs are doing. And I think uh, interesting, Norwood have brought in a zero tolerance policy on certain behaviours. And I know that Basketball SA have got a draft policy um, document around that as well. And we'll be interested to see how um, that comes through. But I think there needs to be a social media campaign around it. And look, like I said, most people don't mean anything by it. They just get caught up in the moment. And it's just more about sort of taking a breath and going, hey, it's just kids. It's just, <laughs> you know, they're just a bunch of kids. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy it. So, yeah. As a league, how much growth do you think the NBL1 has? Because we have seen it go from strength to strength. Just even looking at the stats, for example, and just looking how much profession, more professional it is now and just the video quality, even the fact that we're getting young commentators through. It's not just the players. There's everything off court. It's really becoming this huge, quite a big league. So how much growth do you think it has? Uh, look, I mean, we've only had one year. So um, I think it's got, a, it's got a lot of potential. It's certainly we've had a lot more interest. Like we... 
we even had sponsors coming to us like oh, wow. that said, oh, do you want us to sponsor? Yeah, actually that sounds really great. So the fact that, you know, we've got that exposure um, and it's all also, um, you know, people probably, some people in Mount Barker probably didn't know that we had an NBL1 team, you know, prior to this. So it's really, you know, that opportunity to reach out into our, as much as it's, it's getting across the nation, it's actually reaching out into the Hills community and beyond as well. Wow. And how rewarding is that, I guess, seeing the Hills community come together and go, wow, we're on the big stage here. Well, yeah, I think the exciting thing is seeing our young players who've come up through the club then making it through into the MBO1 program. And I guess that's another reason why I took on this role was that um, I could see there was a um, really strong pathway um, through um, through the, the the women, and I just want to make sure that the same thing, um, the balance was there with the men's, um, to, you know, young men through to the program, and I think we're starting to get there with that as well. So yeah, that's that's my goal is that you know one day we don't rely too much on people from outside that we've got a lot of our own coming through into the MBA one. It's a hard question, the next one, but it's an important one and. Vanessa brought it up in the last podcast and I think it's something that we really want to bring into each podcast that we do. Is it hard being a woman being involved in basketball? Can it can it get hard sometimes because it's something that I'll never understand and I think it's really important that we shine a light on it. Um in my role or do you mean generally or both I guess. <laughs> uh look in my role I guess I'm I sit around the presidents when we have basketball Adelaide meetings, and I'm the only female in the room. Um, that they do, they don't treat me any differently. Um, it's fine, like, and but I work in a male dominated industry, so it's it's, and I've grew up with two brothers, so probably not really. I don't notice anything um, particularly different. So yeah, I mean, I'd like to see more women presidents around the table, um, certainly in the future. But um, you know, they're a good bunch of guys. So how does it feel to be a, a woman president? I must, you know, it must be a massive honour and, you know, you know, a bit of a pioneer. And what's it like? What do you bring to the role? Yeah, I'm the second for maths, <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, oh, look, I am in the sense that I bring a different perspective. Um, I know sitting around the table sometimes I might raise things that um, not necessarily female related, but I might raise things that are um, different to what other people. And I think that the diversity is the the key. I've never really felt like I didn't belong or anything like that. So I guess when it all comes down to it, why should people join your club at the Eastern Mavericks? It's such an important club. It's growing as well as we've seen and it's in the NBL 1 and the junior levels are going well. Why should people come and play? Uh, Sure. So what I'm really proud of with our club is our coaches and we've got um, Nathan Jones is our basketball manager and he heads up um, our junior development officers with um, Danny Millard, Daniel Ray and Sean Bell and they just put an amazing amount of effort into making sure that our kids are uh, up with, the, you know, the latest style of play, um, you know, getting their techniques right and I'm, I'm just amazed by what they are achieving being sort of one of the smaller clubs. I think we're not – we may be the smallest or close to the smallest with um, probably Central's. Um, that, you know, you know that we are punching above our weight in terms of size of club and um, how, you know, our achievements in, in on the court and that all comes to the efforts of, um, you know, the coaching group but also all credit to the families who are, um, you know, put their hard yards in, bring, you know, bring their kids out to all the trainings, et cetera, because that, that commitment 
um, keeping that commitment to um, two trainings a week, that's that's um, taking you to that next level and you've just got to put in, put those hours in. Well, it's been an absolutely amazing interview. It's really committed and it's just I love that country feel about it, I must admit. I absolutely love how everyone, you know, knows, it's almost like everyone knows your name, they tighten it, they know the situation. But let's get into some fun ones now. I mean, we've, we've talked a lot of serious stuff and we saw how the club is going to go. So let's do some fun ones and we'll, we'll simply start off by who's your favourite WNBL team? Well, you've got to say Lightning. Can't go past the Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favourite player from them? Well, um, Brooke Basham was a um, Mavs player, came up through uh, I thought um, that might junior, come up. <laughs> junior rank, so you can't really go past Brooke. And, uh, yeah. So do you have a, a basketball inspiration? Oh, oh, really? The basketball inspiration. We can come back to that one if you yeah, would like. Not sure. No, that's all good. What's the most important thing during a meeting with all the presidents? Is it good biscuits? Is it a good chair? <laughs> Is it making sure it's a short meeting? Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, get it, get, getting through the business without digressing. <laughs> we're, we're very good at the sidebar trend. Uh, uh, tangents, but but we do. The, the what the amazing thing is is that generally we agree on a lot of things, and we can come to cons- consensus. And when you've got you know ten clubs of different sizes of different needs, um, that's that's pretty good out. That's pretty good to get those sort of outcomes. <laughs> do you have a favourite WNBA team? Oh, look, um, probably I follow probably more the college. Ball, oh, the college ball, yeah. Then the, the WNBA, um, just because my daughter's getting at that age where she's looking to go to colleges and so we, you know, watch watch you know, Mad March and things like that. So, you know, Stanford and maybe St Mary's, a few of those. Yeah, is that is that hard looking at all the colleges that she can pick from? I mean, this is, you know, quite a, a serious decision, obviously life-changing. <laughs> well, it would be really nice if it was up to her to who she could pick, but at the end of the day it might be up to who, who needs it who needs someone of her skill set, but she's another year away from that, so we'll see how that goes. Where's your favourite place to visit in South Australia? Oh, look, I, I'm a Hills girl, so um, not I've grown up here my whole life but lived there for 20 years. There's so many little pockets in and around the hills, like nice wineries and things that I think when, you know, you have got a down day from basketball, which is a rare treat, um, yeah, I like to just – I've got I've – got, beautiful wineries within 15, 20 minutes of my house. I just pop out and do a, um, <laughs> a long lunch. Just That's pretty much my favourite thing to do. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, that's interesting. I think now, like looking back, uh, I've done a few overseas trips and I kind of wish that I'd done more like in nature. So I think my next overseas trip will probably be somewhere maybe like um, – Vietnam or even even if we went to America, to some of the big national parks, seeing some of the big uh, redwood forests and things like that. Do you have a favourite song or band? Oh, look, I'm a bit of a Jeff Buckley tragic. <laughs> I yeah, think we all... He wasn't around for long enough, but yeah. <laughs> what about Netflix? Has there been a show that you've been streaming or anything or just been binging? Oh, man. You know, um, actually, the, I did. I did watch. There's a, the one about. I um, can't remember the name of it. It's terrible. With the, the co- there's a, one of them moment with all these um, different coaches yeah. coming on and talking through um, you know, their different approach to coaching. And I've actually been meaning to share it with the, the Mavs coaches because there's some really interesting stuff. And I have been told that I should watch Ted Lasso, but um, I haven't got quite there yet. <laughs> Do you have a favourite basketball memory? 
Oh, for me, I look, I, you know, probably for me when I when I was playing as a kid, um, being, you know, playing for Sturt, I just loved just getting out there and playing hard and just putting, you know, putting the work in. And I do remember there was one question you asked me before and um, like one of, that was probably the inspirations. You asked me what was my inspiration. I remember um, when I was in under-18s, Body Nodge was the head coach for Sturt at the time. And um, he used to train us so hard that we pretty much wanted to vomit every <laughs> Sunday morning. And it like that's that's how hard, but that's how hard you have to work. You ha- you should be training that hard every week. That it's like the most intense thing you do. And it was that training was the most intense thing we ever did. Oh, man. Is there any? Is there ever a time where you thought, "No, nah, I'm throwing in the towel <laughs> during those sessions"? Or no, 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 no. It was just like had to keep up, like because yeah, have to keep up. And I guess just in general, what would you say to someone who doesn't know if they should play basketball or not? Why should they just play basketball anywhere? I think the great thing about basketball is you've got the whole court. Like, you know, (laughs) we've got all these girls that – my daughter was a netballer and she was tall, so they just wanted to stick her in the third, the defensive third or the offensive third. And then she came out to basketball and she was like, oh, I can play on the whole court. And she's like, great. And you could just see she's like, no one's going to pigeonhole me. I've got the ball. I've got the whole court. And I think great for fitness, great for the athleticism and everyone Everyone should learn each each position on the court. Can it get hard sometimes keeping, you know, women and female in the sport of basketball when we have so many other sports competing, trying to, you know, steal each other's talent really? Can it get hard? I look. I, I think it does, and like at the moment, probably we're still in the hills. We'd probably still have netball as a major, um, I suppose, competitor for those sort of um, higher level players. But also football, and probably looking sort of broader to um, elite pathways for girls transitioning to um, seniors is that, you know football and the the pay rates for footballers. Um, I think is a and and I suppose compared to what maybe female basketball athletes are paid, uh, I think that's going to be a challenge moving forward because um, yeah we really we really want to start to address that because I'm I fear that we will lose some really good uh, basketball athletes to football and and also the structures around um, you know all those financial structures I mean I even look at cricket. And the financial structures around cricket are amazing. Um, and if we could just get, you know, a fraction of that that funding towards basketball and um, and women's basketball, but basketball in general, I think that would be a big thing. And we need more um, basketball stadiums because we are growing. We have gone from Eastern Mavericks when we, we um, this current committee two years ago, um, we had 22 teams. We're looking at having 36 potentially after our trials last Sunday. So we've, you know, in the space of two years, we've, you know, more than a third bigger and we need more stadiums for those kids to train and play. And um, that's the challenge. That's actually a challenge for our government, state government, to fund um, more basketball stadiums. You go to Victoria and they have an amazing um, set of stadiums to to match the demand for basketball um, you know, it could be we could get to the point where we're turning kids away from basketball because we don't have enough stadiums. And that's the last thing that we want as exactly. a sport. Well, Melissa, it's been a great interview, a really eye-opening one. And as I said, I, I really love this 
community sense that the maps have about it it's like yeah we're the little guys but we're proud of that we're punching above our weight in some cases and i really hope this club does well i really hope you have another great nbl one season going into next season and just keep doing what you're doing i think it's created a brilliant community you're creating brilliant basketballers and you're making the town proud i, I really don't know what else you can do as a club so thank you so much for joining us oh thanks for the opportunity and uh yeah go maps <laughs> Well, Melissa just has drive, doesn't she? Her love for the club is quite clearly there for the Eastern Mavericks. And it was just really nice, wasn't it, to hear her passion for Mount Barker and what she has for the community and the concerns that she has and how we can grow as a community to work on them. So it was just brilliant having Melissa on. I really hope this has inspired you to get down to some games or even join your local club. It really was just an amazing story. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Braden Green, and I was joined by my technical producer, Ashley McFadden. This was a Smash Known production. Tune in next time. This was a Smashed Known production.